sitting in the moment, asking questions, really trying to understand what is the underlying emotion that's happening that's causing this anger is super important before you ever say anything. Yes. Right? Make sure you understand. Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm John. And this is On the Door Frames. That second belief that can come from the go to your room mentality is believing others will send you away when your thoughts and feelings mm. get messy. And this is a hard one. And certain personalities, I think, especially are going to lean into this. I know mine does. It's that deal of if my emotions kick in and I feel things that are inconvenient to others, I will automatically not, people will not want me. Mm. And my personality is telling me that, period. Right. So this type, the type of thing, the scenario where another person seems disturbed by my emotions or, or anything along the lines of kind of that, that go to your room type mm. thing, it, you take my already bent Right. And then it's just this overwhelming sense of there is no place unless I am happy and in a good place and doing what I'm supposed to do and feeling what I'm supposed to feel, all of those things. And that's where many children are. Mm. And if if we're not so careful, then we're feeding that belief in them. Mm -hmm. And imagine a scenario where instead, you know, this is going to get ugly but then no one's going to let this go mm -hmm. until I've talked this out. And every time my emotions get messy, I end up in an exhausting but long conversation that results in me having a better understanding and being closer to the people around me. Mm, right. That shifts everything. Yeah, it really does. And that, you know, when, when we don't allow that to happen, that is fertile ground for the enemy to come in and use the things like your personality mm -hmm. to kind of take you down those roads of shame and guilt. And I mean, th this is the only ploy of the enemy, right? right? Is, is that takes the things that we are, we are bent towards believing inherently because of who we are and says, whispers those lies and tries to get us believe to believe things that are not true about ourselves. And so you know, um, it, it, that when we're, when we're away from people they can help us pull out of that can help point us back towards truth. Mm -hmm. The enemy just, man, it, it just takes us down and that does build over time. Yeah. I mean, the, the hopelessness that comes from that is building. And I think we're seeing that so much in so many of our, our kids and so many relationships and, it, you know, it's, it's isolation is just growing in general because you don't really have to be in person to mm -hmm. interact anymore. And so when you don't get Which that. Which means with, you decide what to present right, and the messes right. is what, only what you choose to share. Yes. But those thoughts and lies don't go away. Mm -hmm. And so our, that is really the thing we're trying to cut off is, is it's like we are fighting for our kids to not believe those lies. This right. is how we cut that off. Right. And we are the ones that speak truth into them and say, you are not these things. You are not, you know, what these people called you, or you're not just what's playing in your head about yourself. Yes. You know, and, and so, so. And your anger and your frustration, which is this kind of the third thing that that can lead to if we're not careful 
your anger and your frustration don't make you bad. <laughs> right. Your messy and emotion your messy emotions, your I can't pull this together doesn't make you bad. Mm. There th- there's right. not this shroud of shame mm. around not being able to figure it out all the time. And that's just such a key thing and so much of it is that when when they get angry, when we get angry, like you were saying at the beginning, what happens afterwards? Mm. And I had some wise women speak some of these things over me as a young parent, and I'm so grateful for the things that I read and heard along these lines because it was that thing of there will be messy interactions. But what happens afterwards? Is, is there instant restoration or is there... Um, ongoing payment Mm. for that interaction. And again, in full transparency, my personality lends itself to a little bit of that, like, let's make this last. (laughs) Let's drag this out. You know, this did not go like it was supposed to. So we're going to just, you know, be a little chilly for a while, you know, just all of those things as opposed to getting it all out in the open and then walking away and it's over. Mm. And so one of the things that I've worked so hard, again, against my own natural tendencies as a person with my kids is we'll have some type of interaction. Maybe it doesn't go very well, We f- but we finish up or whatever. The thing happens. They do something that they're not supposed to. I get on to them about the chores or whatever, and maybe it's not this kind of a big situation mm-hmm. with a big talk through. It's just a, you didn't do that. That needs to happen and get that done. And then I'll go out and come back in. And I obviously fail at this many times, but I consciously try so and think through coming back in and then just talking to them normally. Right. Um, Okay, so what about and, and just moving on? Because what's so important for them to understand is not again, we're not trying for this fake scenario where nothing goes wrong and everybody does what you Mm -hmm. want all the time. We're trying for a scenario where there is mercy and grace Mm -hmm. and love and compassion and restoration because that is what God offers to us. Right. Yeah. In offering this instruction and love, like we have to remember the whole reason we're doing any of this is for them. And this is something we remind our kids of over and over, right? If we didn't care, we would just let them go off and do whatever they wanted, right? right? We would right. let them sit in those thoughts and it's like, we but go we watch care. a show. Yeah, go, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, peace out. We'll go do what we want. Yeah. Um, man, but, but we care. And so, you know, we, we want to do the work and that, that is the context of thinking about this. It's not about us. It's about them, right? We're doing this for them, and these these instructional moments help bring them out of and teach them, you know, how to have conflict, right? And if, like we said before, if we if we don't allow these moments, and we're trying to seem perfect and never yell and never raise our voices, they don't get to see what it looks like, mm-hmm. and we have to experience things to understand them. Yes. And so I think it's very very important for us to, when these scenarios come up. We have to do the work and we have to sit in them and we really have to dig in. And, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, you know, so often we will go into these scenarios and, and we'll think one thing 
and then we'll let them talk for a while. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't say anything <laughs> right? because I was totally off. Because <laughs> I would have gone off on some lecture right? about yeah. how, you know, da, 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 da. And then I would have been so off base to what his actual needs were. Right, right. And so, man, it just, you know, I think. Tell me what you're thinking. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. Right. And getting getting into these practical things, like what can what can they what can you look for, right? What are the signs of this? And I, and I think that, um, you know, sitting in the moment, asking questions, really trying to understand what is the underlying emotion that's happening mm-hmm. that's causing this anger, is super important before you ever say anything. Yes. Right. Make sure you understand. We we think we understand, but most of the time there's maybe we understand a part of it, but there's a lot more under the surface. And what I've found is that, you know, they're feeling anger not on one thing, but it's a building of things. Yes. And man, and we all do this, right? right? It's this it's the straw that broke the camel's back, right? right? It's so we want to try to pinpoint it on this one thing that just happened, but their frustration is over. A weeks while and, months, and weeks right. and months, and it's and it's usually one thing that has continued to happen. Usually, that a sibling is is saying to them, or or something is they're doing something that frustrates them, and you get down to that root cause, and that is something you can do, yes, to help that situation get better. And it's what you said earlier. It's usually a lie. It's yes. some lie that's being fed in some way, mm. shape, or form that's continuing to play in their head. Yep. And there's a root lie always yes. going on. There's a root lie. And just the other day, uh, one of the kids, I, I found out that he's frustrated that his desk got moved to accommodate the new piano that we got for one of the other kids. Mm. And when he when he was trying to use the piano as a desk the other kid got mad at him. And so and you would never know that that was an underlying frustration in a very, very practical way. Right. And, and then, you know, but, but then the lie was, am I not as important as he is? Mm. Right. And, and those are the things you never get to. Right. And cause all you see is kids squabbling right. about shared space. And right. it's just like, guys, get over it, figure it out. We mm. got, have to share space. There's 10 of us living in the right. South. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's so easy to just want to like, mm. sh- just quickly handle it yep. kind of a thing. Yep. Just figure it out. Right. And I, I started into the whole, like, you know, you need to respect his piano. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not a desk. I don't understand why this is hard. There are desks there, you know, and, and, but the fact that he, he lost a space mm. was frustrating to him. And he didn't even really realize it was that. Right. And we finally got to that after so much time. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very practical thing we can work on. Um, And also he realized that that wasn't that big of a thing. And he brought perspective. Say it out loud and it helps. Working through it, It getting perspective, hearing me say, hey, we don't feel like Levi is more important, right? Or we, right. we don't feel like Mitchell is more important, right? And, right. And it's like, you know, we, it just, it was so good. And that's how it ended because it was said, it was worked through. We got to this root issue and this root thing. And I was able to say to him truth and say, don't listen to those lies. This is who you are. And 
he left feeling so incredible versus stewing in his room and just staying angry for a long time. It's really this, it really kind of comes down to the anger is almost like a fire Mm. that just lets us realize it's, we need to turn the light on in this room. Mm. Like this is breaking out and it's not just, we got to deal with this and this is so bad and wrong. It's, Hey, there's darkness in this space. Let's flip the light on. Mm. Yeah. And whatever that looks like mm. and in our own hearts, yeah. because if I'm parenting and it's just bringing up anger and anger and anger in me, I've got to ask myself, why? Mm. Why am I so challenged? Is it because their personality is so similar to mine? Am I reacting to myself? That's a strong possibility. Mm. So what do I need to do? I need to dig into work on myself. Is it because of my past? Do I have someone who was angry to me, hurt me, mm. someone who was abusive, someone who was, uh, did I experience anger handled in a very incorrect way? Mm. I have to deal with yeah. that or it will continue to come up over and over again. Yeah. Do I believe that I'm supposed to look like something as a parent, a dictator that actually isn't true? I need to dig into that. Mm. Just all of these indicators, if it continues to bring that up in such a deep way in me, I need to look at that. I need to look at the lies that I'm believing. I need to look at the lies that my child is believing. So I, I think often the things that we see our kids do that we see in ourselves are usually what make us angry. Yeah. Because we, we, it's like, we don't want them to be like us in that way. Yeah. And so we get upset at that. And so like you're saying, there's work we need to do and man, what a teachable moment for us to do some work Mm -hmm. and then age appropriately explain the work we did to our kid, help them see what that looks like, man, huge, 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 huge. So some simple takeaways as we end here. One, just start to take notice of old damaging responses that you have to heightened emotions. Mm. We all have them from something. We all have lies that we're believing. When emotions heighten, what happens inside of you? Are you afraid? Do you want to shut it down? Are you, do, are you angry in return? Do you want to run? Like, what is your response to heightened emotions? Do you view it as an indicator of possibility? Do you get curious? Or do you have one of those other responses? Just literally take notes. Start mm. paying attention. Start yeah. slowing down in that moment enough to ask yourself those questions. What are your responses? And then as a family, what kind of responses have you implemented mm. when those things start running a little little higher than normal? Yeah, and we've we actually have phrases that we've asked a lot of the kids not to say because mm-hmm. we know that it triggers and brings this you know this emotional response even though we've talked about hey this is not true and not something it's like hey we're not going to say these things because we know it's a trigger for the other person mm-hmm. and we're just not going to say it out of love for them yeah and just yeah start paying attention to what's causing things mm. what are the responses what are your reactions um what does that cause in your family what is your dynamic around mm-hmm. that And then two, ask questions about why anger is such a trigger and dig into the healing work that is needed. Mm -hmm. So this is what we've been discussing the whole time for yourself first, Mm -hmm. because you're not going to be able to walk somebody through what you're not willing to deal with in yourself. You're just going to continue to carry that load and bring it into the situations. So finding resources and people who Mm -hmm. can help you and, and walk through that and just have 
grace and patience for yourself first and realize that the Holy Spirit is always at work at you, always offering you so much grace and always there to, in that moment, is that initial response prayer. Mm -hmm. Just Lord, help me. I want to respond and not in my old pattern right Right. now. And it may just literally be a three second prayer. Lord, pull me out of my old patterns Mm -hmm. because he is there and he is ready to equip you. And I, I think, looking at ourselves honestly is so important as we're doing this because yes. you know where there's memes on on in the internet about this where someone will say you know don't yell at your siblings and then you come in the next minute and then you're yelling at everybody yep. and it's like we have to honestly look at our own behaviors and say i am modeling this for my family mm-hmm. and so and like you're saying a great way to start to change that pattern is you recognize it and because you've honestly said this is a problem for me and I am the one that's mm-hmm. perpetuating this behavior. So I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to give me fruit and not, you know, not anger. And, um, man, that, that makes a big difference. I've done it out loud before. I remember <laughs> when the kids were really little and I just would hit moments <laughs> of just complete overwhelm and I would stop and just be like, Lord Jesus, help me. I want to do this well. And the kids would get extremely quiet, like, Whoa. especially in school moments or edge. whatever. And they're like, Whoa, she's, she's praying, praying to Jesus. Um, but, but it was interesting because they would stop and they would stare at me. And it was just sort of that thing in some people's minds. I just admitted in front of them that I didn't have everything under control, but what better could I do? Because they're going to have moments where they're not under control. And I just said, when I feel out of control and when I don't have it, where do I go? Yes. And I showed them where I go. So good. And that's, and, and I, will just kind of redirect the situation the best that I can. But we want, again, to show them and equip them with what those tools look like. Um, And then finally, begin speaking words in angry moments that diffuse and help to focus on constructive constructive options. So, for example, one thing that I started saying, I have a very strong-willed firstborn and initially really felt like as a young new mom, very young new mom, I, you know, said, I got to win. It's him versus me. I've got to show him, you know, kind of a deal. And then gradually learned so much and realized, no, what I have to do is not make it him versus me. I have to start showing him that we're on the same team fighting for the same things. And so that was a phrase I just to try to shift that in our relationship. I started literally telling him in the middle of arguments as a, like a six year old, (laughs) I am for you. Mm -hmm. And I said it over and over again, I am for you. I am for you. And then as he got to be 10 and 11 and 12, I heard him telling his siblings, mom is for you Mm. and repeating that. And it was was a huge emotional full circle moment for him to have internalized and then repeated that to them in those highly volatile, angry moments, because he knew clearly he's not going to go repeat that to his angry 
angry brother if that isn't something that helped him. Right. And again, right. we're we're speaking into the lies. That's what we're doing. Yeah. At every moment, we have a chance to feed the lies mm-hmm. or we have a chance to speak truth into the lies. And anger is a heightened moment to decide which of those yep. we're going to do. Yeah. So that was one phrase. Another is just similar. We're on the same side. We're not, it's not you trying to to do this thing that you want to do and me trying to keep you from doing this thing that you want to do. We're both trying to create a schedule, a family dynamic, an environment of peace and rest and joy and us getting to do the things we want to do. How do we come together and make that happen? Yes. Because it's it's not, you want to do these things and I'm just really against anything that makes you happy. Right. (laughs) Yes. It's teamwork. Yes. It's like we're on the same team. We are going to approach this together. Right. Yes. I'm for you. I, I want you to succeed and to have the things you want in life and to be the person you were created to be. Like all of this work is for that. It's for them. Yes. And so to to try to remember those things and saying them out loud, helping them understand, hey, that's really what's in my heart. Sometimes anger comes out or frustration comes out, but we're reminding them and we're reminding ourselves by those statements that this is what this is about. And yes. we need those constant reminders and those grounding statements that help us get back in the right mindset. Yeah. And then just this is clearly so important to you. Mm. If some, if someone's angry, instead of fighting back saying, hey, this clearly matters a lot to you. I want to help. Yeah. Can I listen what, what can I do? Mm. It, man, you think about if you're mad and someone looks at you and says, goodness, this clearly is really important. Mm. It, it's like an instant. I can even feel that in me in this second saying that. It's like this, whew, wow. Yeah. Just for someone to care and to pay attention that that's a sign this matters to me, right. um, that's a big deal. Yeah. So just start looking at ways that you can begin speaking those types of words into angry moments and figuring out uh, just the ways that help your family to, again, instead of feeding the lies, mm. speak truth into those lies that are causing those heightened emotions and Yes, patterns of years and years are very difficult and very embedded in us. But fortunately, thank Jesus, we have a power that is so much greater than those embedded ruts, so much greater than the anger, so much greater than what has built up inside of us. And he is there to chip away and to change and to speak peace and light into those places we simply need to build one day at a time, one conversation at a time, one word choice at a time, and start building the change, and you'll be surprised how quickly that can shift. Yeah. You know, we're, we're on the same team. We're going to join arms, and we are going to move together as a family, and we are going to attack these lies, you know, as a unified front not have to fight them off individually. And I think that, uh, I think that kind of camaraderie you get in the family is so helpful and so important, um, and creates that stability, uh, and that safe environment that they really can, um, accept instruction and they can learn and that we all are moving forward and we're breaking old patterns because the only path forward is forward. 
Yeah. Right? We, we can't look back. We, we can't question what happened before. We, we just, we link arms and we move forward together. Thanks for spending time and connecting with us today. For more info and resources, visit us at onthedoorframes.com.